Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjoe Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to CTN. To learn more about the show, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is addressing the leadership challenge of unleashing AI's potential. So what am I talking about? Well, so, you know, there is an interesting contradiction for the leaders who are trying to manage uh, the business today. You got AI, which is bringing disruptions in all form and fashion, whether in life and in business, but specifically in business settings, you got issues related to ethics. Then you got issues related to paranoia that may exist within the workforce. And then we want to bring some form of trust among the business users and other stakeholders so that they can truly rely and trust the AI capabilities that it can really help the business, but at the same time, not going to harm the humans. So other business-related workflows and processes and technologies, yes, you can handle and that the work is still on on that front. But what do we do from a leadership standpoint? How do we paint a vision? How do we become that Pied Piper who says, okay, let's include AI in our arsenal and move forward when people are finding it to be totally different type of disruption that has happened, which they never saw coming. And it is fundamentally shaking the very foundations of how we feel as humans, how we deal with technology, how we deal with each other. So does the leader today have to rethink their leadership mindset, their principles, and the way they execute on the leadership front? And is there a way for us to balance maximizing the value from AI and at the same time making sure that we could become the best leaders and help people move in the direction which is good for the business, for individuals, and for the community and society? Where are we heading and how should we behave? How should we lead? That's what we want to talk about. And we have for that Shokat Ali Khan, Global Chief Information Officer with Aga Khan University. Hey, Shokat, how are you? Hello, Sanjog. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you so much for joining us. So as I shared in the introduction, you know, we are all talking, dreaming, bleeding AI nowadays. And we do talk about the different aspects of AI on multiple fronts. But before we go into the leadership side of it, there's a huge concern related to the ethics in terms of how AI should be used or is being used in the business processes. So let me ask you, when you are working alongside your business and other technology stakeholders and even partners and customers, what's your take on the ethics side of AI, and how are you approaching it so that we do justice to the AI ethics? Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sanjok. And it's, um, it's a very, very interesting question. And uh, not only AI with any field, but we are uh, at the moment uh, discussing about AI. So I will focus my talk on, on this one. So as a leader in any field, I am, I am uh, the CIO of uh, university and hospital. So there's a huge responsibility of integrity on us. And whenever whenever I am saying integrity towards our data, to our patient data, our students' data, and the entire uh, mechanism around that, that includes the patient treatment, that includes giving the education. Uh, so it is important to approach the ethical consideration of uh, implementing uh, artificial intelligence in each and every process we, we actually 
use in our institution with the responsibility and accountability because integrity is the one which actually makes us uh, unique which makes us a, a leading institution of, of this part this also means that considering the potential impact uh, of ai on individuals on our society and also our environment and taking steps to mitigate uh, any negative effect uh, on on this one and the way we approach at the aga khan university is that uh, we we clearly uh, put together the ethical guidelines and principles uh, for for developing these initiatives as of now as we speak we have a ai advisory committee which has been mandated to come up with the suggestions on the ethical guidelines on the ethical values ethical principles and then how we are going to use by considering uh, all different segments of our stakeholders that includes our our own colleagues that includes our patients who we treat that includes also our uh, students who we uh, actually teach because it's is very important to engage with uh, with stakeholders uh, including our our colleagues around our uh, patients our students and the broader community to understand their concerns and perspective on the use of of this this new emerging technology called ai which has been there from last 15 20 years but but i think in the in the recent past especially with the new adoption of chat gpt every single person is concerned and their input and their feedback is equally important before using it massively so i think as a as a leader in an educational and healthcare institution it's very very important for for me and for our institution to consider this ethical approach and how we are dealing with this is by engaging within the different experts uh, from around the world at the same time uh, engaging different stakeholders within the university and then gradually we will take this forward to our patients and also students now you talk about the ethics from a business perspective and that's what of course my question was but how much of that you know approach to handling ethics is sitting well with your business users are they able to place trust that yes ai will be used ethically i think i think it's uh, that's that's the important question of uh, integrity right because this has many faults for example this has the awareness of what is going to be used how this is going to be used how this has been developed uh, at the first place and what is the expectation from our our stakeholders there are many many questions so how we are going to uh, deal with it as of now on a regular basis we do awareness programs we bring experts from all over the world recently just 3 days ago we uh, actually invited an expert from coventry university from united kingdom talk about her experience of implementing ai in a higher education part of it and then what we should do what we should not do what are the challenges and i think we are doing same as the world is doing we are using and we are learning at the same time from our partners from our through our collaborations at the same time we are asking for feedback and then improving ourselves as i mentioned we have put together a mechanism of experts based on different type of backgrounds to come up with their recommendations of this dynamic change in this new approach uh, so there are confusions there are uh, concerns as well but at the same time i think we are going everybody wanted to use it but everybody wanted to know what is the safe side how we can best utilize this emerging technology in our day to day doings 
Now, when we are talking about beyond ethics, uh, ethics is a component which will instill trust, but it is much more that when we are going to implement it, it's not going to cause us harm. That's one threat people face. And secondly, the very reason why we are going to use AI is going to be actually useful and what it produces as an outcome is going to be something I could trust, right? It should not harm me, but even if it did, if I have an assurance that it will not harm me, but what it produces will actually help me. So more harming and helping need to be making sure that it doesn't harm me, but it's going to for sure help me. Otherwise, why should I even waste my time? How do you ensure that people start trusting it. As I, as I mentioned, uh, and, and your first question, I will just refer back um, ethical considerations. I think that ethical guidelines are very, very important that we should establish ethical guidelines for the use of artificial intelligence. And this should be communicated to uh, our, our colleagues and our stakeholders also. At the same time, there should be a transparent view of uh, implementing and, and looking into this that uh, we should be transparent about how we are using uh, AI and then what data being collected. It's very important that our stakeholders should know that what data we are uh, going to uh, collect from them. And then it should be clear about the limitations of the technology. So we should be upfront that these are our limitations. And at the same time, education, uh, we should educate. Um, and and uh, we have a long plans and we have already started this, that uh, we are educating our uh, colleagues on its potential uh, benefits and risk also, uh, so that they can understand how artificial intelligence is being uh, used. And then we, we, we will be able to build trust in this technology. Um, at the same time, uh, collaboration is another important part that we should collaborate with experts. As I mentioned, that we are regularly inviting experts from all over, uh, whether it's a technology companies, whether it's academia, who are already using and experiencing to learn from uh, their experiences about how they are using, what are the benefits, what are the risks they have been seeing uh, so far. So I think collaboration is very, very important. And also, um, I think uh, one of the most important focus area nowadays is data privacy that we are prioritizing our data privacy and security when, when we are implementing our artificial intelligence. And, and remember, we are operating in six countries, with Pakistan, Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Afghanistan, and United Kingdom. So that means we have to be mindful of data privacy laws from all these different type of um, countries and also complying with the, with the relevant regulations and, and, and laws. And then the last one, uh, which is accountability of uh, that we should have a clear uh, guidelines on accountability of the use of uh, AI. And, and this is something uh, our policy committee, uh, which I, I mentioned earlier, uh, has been mandated to come up with um, the, the form of accountability, how our um, faculty and then students are going to use and then what we are going to do with the data and what is the actually accountability around, around this part. So when we speak about the value, right, the business value, so one is that, okay, we try to make sure we assure people. But on the other side, the very reason we started getting on this AI bandwagon is because there is some anticipated business value and there is a huge potential of innovation that could be founded on uh, this AI backbone, if you will. So to what degree when you started, as you started playing with AI, right? What are some of the avenues which are really showing 
the real potential because you know you can anticipate a whole lot of things but the reality sometimes is not as great what have you found as you started dabbling with ai i think uh, some of the key considerations when we we started is that at the moment the data needs to be diverse because uh, of course there's a there's a big sandbox where from where all this data is coming but at the same time i think what is uh, important what we have uh, we can see as of now is that Uh, the data has potential to be more diverse when i'm saying diverse is that we are part of uh, uh, developing countries we are we are operating in, in this part of the world uh, how much of the population was involved when we when this was established and then what is the potential of further improving further improvement is by engaging more and more uh, on on this part of the world or the areas where which has not been represented uh, data uh, as form of the the our repository so i think um, the important part is uh, involving diverse stakeholders uh, this is something we have uh, we are actually experiencing um, for example the the different type of uh, ethical background in some questions when we we ask then we we clearly we get the responses that uh, it is not relevant to our context because what is important is that uh, wherever we are uh, however we are using it should it should resonate to the context and and that's where i think uh, there is potential for improvement and this is one of the areas wherever i i discuss i i tell them that it's very important to have these diverse stakeholders uh, that we should involve um, populations from different type of um, ethical backgrounds different type of uh, diverse backgrounds uh, ethnicities and then all those type of things to make sure that it should uh, uh, resonate to their context as well and then uh, because this is a journey which has started and i think there is uh, already an amazing uh, amazing outcome we can see but at the same time we can all already see that there's a potential for for the future as well So how far have you envisioned the different ways you could leverage AI because you know what one is of course the tremendous potential and you can start painting pictures of how you're going to use AI but at the same time we are finding AI itself is morphing very fast and and it's growing it is evolving it is showing more and more potential in the ways it can be used so are you allowing it to stabilize before you will go and start investing or you're okay to leverage whatever it is offering today but then maybe your strategies would be under utilizing ai in 3 months from now and because of which you are holding back what what is your approach to this you're waiting and watching or you're jumping in head over heels no we are uh, we are jumping but we are jumping in a conscious way we are jumping and the first step is to identify the tasks and roles that are most likely to be impacted by by this new emerging uh, tool right and artificial intelligence and then through automation so we are identifying those type of tasks we have already started using it actually uh, for for some of additional value and additional information Uh, and then we are uh, at the moment integrating ai with with different type of our roles and responsibilities but in a very cautious way at the moment we are testing those things through our innovation labs through our uh, test environments to see the relevance to see the uh, the impact of this one and then gradually once our testing part is completed 
then we gradually start introducing towards um, towards our, our systems. Uh, this also includes uh, providing training and development opportunities uh, to help our employees uh, acquire new skills. Because because remember now there is a uh, the entire mechanism of uh, a fixed type of uh, jobs. Maybe some of them will be replaced by artificial intelligence. So that also means that we have to train our existing colleagues in this new skill set and then prepare them for our uh, future future requirements uh, because some of those uh, skill sets will may not be required anymore in the, in, the, in the future. So at the moment, if you ask me where we are at the Ankara University, we are uh, using multiple uh, solutions. Uh, on our test environment at the moment, uh, where we are evaluating the impact of it, the accuracy of it, the relevance and the context of where we are operating. And then gradually we will start using this. And this can be used in our administrative part, like uh, on our call centers, on our uh, marketing uh, platforms. At the same time, this will have a, a immense benefit on the decision support for, from the clinical point of view or um, a second line support, decision support uh, on our clinical view as well. So those are all the areas where we are uh, looking into. And at the same time, we are putting the guidelines and uh, principles for our academic part uh, about um, where, what should be allowed, what should not be allowed, what should be the limitations, and how far we can ask students to to rely on this, and then where are the boundaries, so that their uh, their learning um, will will still be continuing, and then their improvements on their daily uh, skill sets will not be only rely on, on AI and ChatGPT, but then their originality will come out from their learning performance. So all those things are happening while we are discussing um, uh, today. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, so while you set up some boundaries on what can be done, what cannot be done, when we come back from the break, Shokat, like to further explore what do you do when the whole fundamentals of how AI is operating, while it will not fundamentally shift, but it will morph into something totally different, which we don't even know today. Because people are are anticipating and they're almost extrapolating saying it's going to become sentient or it's going to have some other things which is going to come and haunt us or it's going to fundamentally disrupt something. So all your policies, all your expectation setting, would that all have to be thrown away? Or you are building something in a way where you are stacking it up so that nothing is thrown away work with all the effort that you're putting in. What do you think is the likelihood of you preserving whatever investments you're making today? Or is this going to be, take it as it comes, we are jumping on the bandwagon and we will keep destroying what we create to make way for the new. What's the approach? So please stay tuned listeners, we'll be right back and explore. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. 
www.ghostbusinessnetwork.com. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Shokat, you mentioned about building policies as if this was a mature paradigm, right? And so, able to build on what we are talking today. So is it realistic and is it prudent and is it cost effective for us to lay down an ironclad set of policies, procedures, processes to handle AI when it is such? Is it prudent and is it cost effective for us to lay down an ironclad set of policies, procedures, processes to handle AI when it is such a morphing beast? Yeah, I think this is, this is very important because the rapid evolution of AI is challenging the current traditional leadership style in several ways, right? Artificial intelligence is changing the way we work, communicate, and make decisions now. And, and we as a leader need to adapt to these changes and, and learn how, how to effectively integrate AI into our institution. This requires a new uh, set of skills, uh, such as uh, data analytics, machine learning, and programming. I always say that uh, now, actually, artificial intelligence is like mathematics, like core for every single uh, child who is studying their basics. They should start uh, learning about these things. And and also, secondly, uh, artificial intelligence is changing the nature of work itself as well. As I mentioned earlier, that uh, a lot of routine tasks uh, um, are being automated, which means that uh, we as a leader need to focus on developing new skills and competencies that are not easily replaceable by, by machines. And uh, this, this skill, if you will ask me, okay, what are those skills which cannot be easily replaceable, right? Like creativity of an, a human uh, intelligence and critical thinking we can talk about, the emotional intelligence uh, we, can, we can talk about. Um, we need to develop these type of things. And also, uh, it is also changing the way we interact with our customers and stakeholders. Uh, we need to also understand how uh, AI can be used to improve our customer experience and engagement uh, so that they can still be engaged, uh, improve their experience, and how to effectively communicate actually with, um, uh, with our stakeholders about, as I mentioned earlier, the benefits and risks around, around these technologies. Uh, so to adopt uh, all these uh, rapid changes, opportunities, or challenges, we as a leader need to be open to learning and experimenting uh, new new ideas. Uh, this need to be uh, there, there. There needs to be a willingness to try new things, take risks, and learn from failures. And as you mentioned, are we going to have our rules and regulations now, and then they will be still be relevant for, for, for example, next uh, next year or next three years, five years? No, that's not the case. We are actually living in a world where even ninety days or one eighty days are too long. We need to. Uh, that's why I mentioned that this dynamic uh, committee because we have to adjust our policies as we go along, because we are going to learn new things. We, are, we will be challenged by, by new challenges. Uh, we are going to uh, learn from across the board, from all our stakeholders through collaborations 
and through best practices. And then we are going to align ourselves to, to better prepare ourselves uh, for this new world of um, ever, uh, emerging technologies with rapid changes or with disruptions. Uh, so I think um, what we are doing at the moment, that's the foundation. And this will be uh, actually ongoing basis. This will continue. Uh, there will be improvements, adjustments. Uh, and I think that's, that's, the, that's another skill uh, for a leader that um, we cannot just uh, um, continue to work like we are doing now. We have to uh, accept that there's a changing world. That means there are changing skills. And we need to first learn those skills and adopt those skills uh, to better prepare ourselves for the future. Now, one of the things is uh, you, you're going to look at how things change and you're going to, you, the good news is that you are showing that adaptability, which any organization should be doing given the, the AI, the changes in AI that are happening. That's great. Now, when you're talking about the very people who are the backbone of your current organization, while AI might change, the technology might change, but hopefully you would like to keep those people motivated and effective and productive. But then they, the very same people are getting increasingly nervous or excited or both about how AI is changing because they do not know that today they should be excited about it only to find out they have to be nervous tomorrow because suddenly even the things that they do today, that will be taken over by them, by, by AI. So the very people who you want for the foundation, the very people who you want to leverage or harness the value of AI are the ones who are jittery. How are you handling that human aspect of that workforce? Yeah, I think what we, for example, I am heading the technology colleagues, right, across the institution. So around um, in last uh, town hall, which was around four or five months ago, I asked my colleagues to come up with uh, initiatives in AI. Uh, start uh, actually of course as i mentioned that everybody is uh, aware of the uh, artificial intelligence now we are more on the application um, the impact on each of us so i think the um, the training part and education part awareness part is very important so what we do is that uh, we uh, enable our colleagues to learn more about uh, artificial intelligence through, uh, as I mentioned, that we invite experts, we send them for trainings, we do internal awareness sessions uh, to make sure that we are preparing ourselves in this one. And this is one of the important part uh, which is required in, in this part. Other one is the communicating uh, with our uh, colleagues, uh, encourage on uh, open communication, and then discuss about um, artificial intelligence and, and create different platforms where we can share our, our thoughts, uh, not only good things, but also challenges, risks, concerns, and then um, ideas on, on, on this ones. Uh, especially one of the area which is also important for us is addressing fears and uh, disinformation or misconceptions in, in this domain uh, so that we, are, we can openly discuss uh, a transparent discussion uh, and then uh, reflect on the information we are receiving on accuracy and relevance of that in information. And, and there are so many myths and misunderstandings, as you know. Uh, it's, it's also very important to uh, address those myths and misunderstandings in the context where we are operating. Um, so that we can build this this uh, confidence, and also we uh, encourage our colleagues that whoever is interested 
in um, artificial intelligence or relevant projects, whatever they are doing, because different type of skill sets required in, in these type of things. So involving them in um, these initiatives, these projects, uh, so that they are part of part of this development with us, which will not only give them the perspective of confidence, but also uh, the capacity building in a new new uh, uh, part. And then encouraging collaborations between the human part and then the machine part, the AI system. Uh, this will also help uh, them understand how these machines are uh, AI actually uh, complement human work. And, and I think one of the biggest revolution in, in my, uh, my view is that uh, AI has been there for many, many years. But what has been changed now, uh, all, before actually all our programs were to uh, make sure that um, systems can understand. Now actually system understand our language. We talk to our system. And I think that experience of how this is happening uh, you will not get until you start using it. So it's, it's very important to have this uh, uh, culture of uh, openness, uh, culture of uh, transparency and uh, collaboration, and to understand and accept uh, that this is a this is an emerging technology, and we are going to leverage uh, the benefit of benefit of this one. Now. While we spoke about those people, some ways you would handle processes and there would be risks of all kinds. But to have all of these properly, like, you know, these people, whether stakeholders, customers, partners, your own employees, you yourself as a leader have to start looking within and seeing how should you be evolving? What's the kind of muscle you need to develop? So when you do your reflection, what are you thinking as a leader yourself? Because I think you, there's a lot of eyes on you, right? Given AI is a technology and you are supposed to be leading technology for your organization. I think this is this is a very, very important part. As I mentioned that as a leader, it's very important that I also read about it. I also understand and embrace data-driven decision-making because that's the requirement in the age of uh, artificial intelligence that uh, we have access to was account of data and, and that can inform decision-making actually. Uh, it's very important for, for me as a leader to analyze and leverage uh, this data uh, so that I am in a position to make informed decisions and relying more and more on, on data-driven uh, decisions, actually. Uh, my role as a, as a leader is also to fostering a culture of uh, innovation uh, because uh, this technology is evolving constantly. And uh, we are able to stay at the, we, will, we are only able to stay at the forefront of these developments if we have the culture of innovation, uh, right? And this also um, means that we also accept the failures. So I, share, I say that uh, fail fast, uh, just do it, but then fail fast. Don't, uh, don't spend too much time while you are, you're failing. So emphasizing on collaboration, uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a big uh, supporter of doing that. In the last uh, two years, um, we have invited uh, many, many international leaders to talk about all these emerging technologies. And most of our topics are AI-driven AI uh, about the technology, about the application, about the impact of it, about the risks around it, about the privacy, as, as we just um, mentioned, and about the fears of uh, this health. 
So I think based on uh, all those things, so I, I have a strong belief that we should be, we should continue emphasizing on our collaborations, um, not only with uh, institutions and experts, but also collaboration between humans and machines. Now this is a new type of collaboration so that we, we, we should be understanding how these machines are working and then how they are understanding our language and then where are the boundaries. Uh, and of course, uh, the, the ethical part is very, very important to prioritize ethical uh, considerations. Uh, so for me as a leader, uh, it's uh, it's same as any other leader that it's very important for me to understand uh, how things are evolving, uh, what needs to be there, what are the basic principles, uh, what are the uh, actual experiences and feedbacks around the world, open your eyes and uh, ears actually, and then actually learn as, as we go, because there are so many things which we are aware of, but there are so many unknowns which we are not aware of at this time. And, and maybe uh, if we are open uh, towards learning, towards collaborations, uh, then, then gradually we will start improving uh, in, in these grounds as well. And this is the same approach for me. One last question. What's your message for other leaders who are in the same boat? And I think almost all technology leaders and business leaders are in some form or fashion influenced and or are required to make sense of AI and also get business value at the same time, keeping the human centricity of why we exist here on, on this planet. What's your message for the leaders who are also grappling with this based on your own experience? So share the belief and, and and share the belief which has developed and is developing based on what you are experiencing yourself as a leader. I think I think a very important message is prepare for this transition. There is a huge transition going on, so pre- we have to prepare for for this. What this means is that uh, we just need, and this is something we are doing at the Alhan University that we are investing in the artificial intelligence technologies. And also we are putting a lot of focus on training our colleagues uh, work alongside with, with these, these systems so that we will have better understanding. And there is, a, there is an important part to understand about this uh, uh, ethical uh, part of it and then transparency uh, around, around these, these systems of how we are going to ensure that uh, we are within the ethical boundaries, uh, we are transparent, and at the same time, uh, depends on wherever you are working on, whether you are in North America, whether you are in Europe, Africa, Asia, wherever you are, what is also important is to reflect on the context of where you are working. Because uh, remember, we have ethical uh, difference, uh, dif- dif- different type of perceptions that maybe in one culture something is acceptable, but in another culture it's, it's completely not acceptable. So I think those uh, local contexts uh, is also very, very important. So uh, as a leader, what is important is that open your minds and eyes and ears, learn from everything, absorb all that knowledge, reflect on what uh, what should be relevant for your context, and then um, open to, to improve, uh, improve yourself on a daily basis. At the same time, open for all those collaborations from around the world, because this is something we are all in the same board. So we have to learn from each other. And we as a university, Al Khan University, are always open for new collaborations, 
uh, new ideas, new initiatives, where we can bring value towards our patients, where we can bring value to our uh, health systems and education systems where we are operating. Is uh, just because you mentioned this is the last question, so I would also like to just uh, emphasize that uh, we as an institution are working on four basic principles called ICRA, I-Q-R-A. I is for impact, Q is for quality, R is for relevance, and A is for access. And through these technologies, through our partnerships, through our collaborations, if we see a potential of bringing impact to the societies where we are, uh, operating, uh, if we can improve the quality of our teaching, our patient care, if we are relevant to the needs of the societies, and if we can make the access easy uh, for, for our uh, customers who are our patients and students, we are always open for new ideas and working with institutions who can bring value in these domains. Once again, thank you so much, Shakat. I think you, you've started the journey. You've had your own learns and trials and tribulations, and uh, your inputs are spot on in terms of how organizations can embrace AI, help everyone trust it, and, and perhaps harness its value. So thank you so much for uh, sharing how the leaders today should be able to rewire themselves and also get other people to come up to speed on what truly AI's potential is and how to make full use of it at the same time, not lose their sanity. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Sandhu. Thank you very much. And uh, listeners, please connect to us on social media. Subscribe to our podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to CTM. This is your host, Sanjog All. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.